Sentire Media Hello, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. Ciao, I'm Ashley. And together we own and operate La Tavola Marche and Agriturismo Cooking School here in stormy, blustery Piobico, Italia. Yes, yes. And the season has officially ended. The last guests have checked out. It's over. It's over. It is the season of ingrossa right now. No, I <laughs> the hope season not. of fatness, no, I like no. to call the winter. Today is 18 November. It is 11 a.m. in the 11 a.m. in the morning. That's one hour before mezzogiorno. Ooh, a kind of late morning podcast for ourselves. But hey, you guys, we're back. Like this is two within like two or three weeks. So this is we're looking good. We're all back to a good start. Don't get used to it. Don't. <laughs> Uh, like Ash said, the season ended uh, with our Thanksgiving lunch, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later. Um, uh, but it, 2014 season's over. It went quick. It was a smooth year. It was a smooth year. I think it felt easier because it wasn't as hot. True. So it, that transpires into a lot of things because we've had one year where we had 90 days above 90 degrees. I love those kind of uh, things of like, yeah. uh, but it was so freaking hot that we were exhausted by 10, 11 a.m. This year, since we didn't have that heat, it meant a lot of things. It meant... You weren't exhausted from the heat. It also meant that the garden didn't need the watering it normally met, needed. So it meant you could sleep in a little bit or help in the kitchen and it, uh, in the for breakfast. And it just, I don't know, it wasn't so hot at night. Or we nor, In years past, we've had to start cooking classes in the afternoon late because it's so freaking hot in there. No one wants to start cooking at 4. We'll start at 5 and have dinner closer to 9. But this year was really smooth sailing, much more mild temps. It did. It, um, there was also not the one uh disaster like the house one well, house the disaster. first disaster well that's yeah we, we started <laughs> we just we had one little one at the beginning the first guest we had of the year but after that it was pretty good did we did we, do, did we talk about that yeah on the podcast? well that was like one of the fir- yeah for sure we talked okay. about that so go back to like april if you <laughs> exactly um other than that it went really well um as far as put we're everything's put away the outdoor Furniture's put away. The all the wood is stacked. Uh, the fires are going in 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 the kitchen and in our place. I it's, know it's blustery out. That's for sure today. Storms passing and uh, lots of flooding. Italy has been hit with terrible, terrible flooding. It's been. Um, Italy does not do well with water. They don't really have a water plan, and nor do they. Like you can see from our house when they designed it, no one thought about, "Hey, we're in the we're in the foothills and we're on a slope and we have a big long driveway." When it rains, where's all the water going to go? Hmm, not not really important. It'll go where it goes. Well, also we're on the edge of the foothills of the like we are truly nestled into the side of this little hill, so. The water is running through our place to get to the road and to the river right below us. So this is the natural course of this water. Our house just happens to be in the middle of it. Luckily, there's no flooding or problems with the house. It's more the 
outdoor walkways, um, like in front of our little well, place like for, on the driveway as well. Yes. It washes all of the gravel away. So it, yeah, it no just one, doesn't make sense. No one made a plan. No one said, Hey, well, this is where we want. Okay. The water's going to flow here. We're going to put a drain. We're going to take it away towards the river this way. Nothing. How about in Sicily? When you have crazy storms, the water just rises and it's all those cobblestone streets and stuff. There's no real drainage in the streets or, um, you know, sewers. Cause it's all like below sea level. You're right there. Remember when we were in Ortigia and there was a huge rain and it was just like, it's yeah, just it was, all going to rise. Yeah. And then well, I've washed to sea. It's been all over the news. I can't believe I can't remember where all this flooding is. Is it? Oh, well, I know there's been a lot in the North, but also that, um, how much this water we've had throughout Italy, uh, not just in our area with our little, you know, tomatoes, but how this is affecting the grapes and the olives. Yeah. It's don't spend, not going to be Remember, we talked about it last year, last time, but 2014 w- vintages are not going to be good. Dude. Both oil and wine. Yeah. It, pretty devastating. So the price could go up or I, I don't know. It's just not going to be a good year for it. But I'm afraid of winter. Oh, my gosh. What are they saying? I know we asked this last time, but any more words? It's it's supposed to be kind of mild until December was what? It's not, Well, here's the thing. Here, It hasn't really gotten cold yet. The colors of the trees are beautiful. It seemed like all of a sudden over a week, the trees just It really changed. was. Um, and just the, the beautiful reds and yellows and oranges right now are great. And uh, it hasn't been cold really. It's like today is like 15, 15 16 degrees. It's just blustery and um, wet. And the winds are coming out of the south southwest, so it's warm air. Um, but I don't know; it's it's coming. Like it's it's going to be here in no time. We have we have the uh, fires going definitely. But yeah, I'm the excited. winds in our direction. No <laughs> one at our house for five months. I know it's nice. It's that kind of quiet time where it's us, the cats and the chickens. You don't have to take a nap with one eye open. No, exactly. You're not expecting people to pop in, or I don't know. It's nice and. But with that being said, we want to thank everyone who stayed with us and have followed us during the 2014 season. Um, I hope you can empathize. And when we say that we're so happy, there's no – you can understand that to have (laughs) people at your house seven days a week, 24 hours a day for six months, by the end of it, you're ready. But conversely, by the time March rolls around – there's been no one here and I'm ready for it again. Exactly. So, thank you everyone who supported us and came out here and stayed with us 2014. I think it went great. I hope you had a good time and we are very honored that you spent your hard-earned money and your vac- your very even more precious vacation time. Uh, with us. This is true. People love to hear the stories of crazy guests and and um, <laughs> people were just asking me recently, oh, you know, who were the crazies this year? I was hard pressed to come up with a good story. I could think of one for what Jason likes to call the asshole of the year award, but we won't have to get into that. But it was really no, no, no crazy. Really, I mean, no one- we really had great, great guests and really we always have great. Guests. We really do. But we also had a great diversity this year. Some people from Denmark who were, it's just so fun because in this little Lots house, of Aussies, lots of New Zealanders. Yeah, but just that we are. Hong, people from, uh, guests from Hong Kong. Yeah, but that we're out here, out in the middle of nowhere. And that these people from all over the world have made their way down, uh, via Candeliano to stay with us is kind of crazy. And, uh. I don't know. It's we were very thankful. So it's a very special place. It is. People realize that it's what we like to say. It's our little piece of paradise. Yep. But um. So I I I. So let's talk about well. 
crazy things tend to happen at this little piece of paradise. <laughs> you can, just as the season is ending, we thought, let's have our Thanksgiving feast, our Thanksgiving to truly give thanks to those who have helped us throughout the year. We talk about it every year at this time. We'll reset it real quick. We have a lot of people to thank, and we want to, we do an American Thanksgiving, a whole roasted turkey, blah, 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 blah. We Stuffing. talked about it last, last podcast. Um, so we did it. Not last Sunday, the Sunday before. November 9th. November 9th. That's we're right. Gonna, let's do it. We thought, let's be smart. Let's do it the last day of our guests being here because we'll be, the house is still in order. We're still in the work mode instead of waiting till two or three weeks after we've closed and we start shutting down the house. This is just we, a lot smarter. Let's just do it today. So we get everything set up. We have our last guests. They're helping us prepare, which is awesome. It really felt like family, and uh, it was great. We were all cooking together, and Jason was ahead of the game. Saturday night, we were totally prepped out, ready to go. We went to bed. I went to bed. Well, I didn't really sleep because I knew I had to get up to put in turkeys, but uh, ready to go. Totally set, prepped out. Woo! Uh, four o'clock, I wake up. I stick the two turkeys in the oven, four o'clock in the morning. Um Everything's looking great. We really just have to make some tiramisu and throw together some lasagnas, right? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to go collect some foliage for the, decorating the tables and that I've just got some time to spare. It's feeling really good. And then at about 10 to 9, the power cut out. Now, the power really doesn't go out where we live. Um, we've had in the seven years that we've lived here, I don't really remember an extended period of power out if a thunderstorm comes through sometimes the power gets cut they cut the power and it comes on right as this after the storm passes but um you would think living out here we would need a generator and i thought about it getting a generator but i guess it's never a problem until it's a problem yeah i mean we've had a couple power surges where you just have to flick the um switch like <laughs> the breaker um or the power has gone out for moments but never no so we're like all right let's just wait and see <laughs> so when the power it's a gorgeous clear day gorgeous sunday a beautiful windy sunday mm-hmm. like it was just windy and blustery fall sunday um after about 15 minutes it was like ooh, this this power isn't coming out and strange. coming back on the click that's weird and um <laughs> We have, I have the two turkeys who still have two and a half, three hours to cook. We, we have, our whole menu is based around the oven. We have lasagna, like you said. So here's the problem with the power going out. Not only do we not have electricity for lights, but, uh, we run on a pump for our water. The water's pumped. It's an electric pump. So we really don't have, we have no water. And also the, um, gas for, uh, heating and cooking and all that stuff has a, um, safety valve that if the power goes out it closes the valve so that uh if you have a you know uh something i don't know it closes the freaking valve so it won't come back on until the electricity comes back on so all you're left with is the gas that's in the in the line going to whatever appliance and with the water going out that means um the pump also means one flush per toilet one flush per toilet so it was like okay what's our point of let's regroup here what's our point of no return and it was like all right 9.30-ish. Yeah, because we don't know why the electricity's out or what the hell is going on. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe this is something weird and it's just going to – it's Sunday in Italy. I don't know. And after about an <laughs> so, hour, after about – if you know, after about 45 minutes, it's like if it's not coming on, it's Sunday in Italy. We It's not coming on. Exactly. So it's not like it's going to come on 35 minutes later. It's either going to come back on within five 
or, or yeah. So we took the uh, we said nine thirty, <laughs> and we're making the decision. So nine twenty five is here, and we said, all right, we're going to take one one of the turkeys, run it down the road to our. Uh, neighbor Carolyn's house. And don't forget about the huge demijons full of water. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have no water to wash up or cook with. We just need, you need running water to cook. So thankfully we have the huge, what was it, the 54 liter ones that we use for wine. And Jason and um, Warren, the guest who was here, they went down the road and filled them up at Carolyn and Luke's. Uh, filled them up with water. I have a um, propane, a small propane tank with a little portable candy stove type things and big people cooking pots so we changed the menu a little bit we went uh one turkey will go in it'll have to do the other turkey i can't have two turkeys and because they have a tiny they have a smaller oven um so i can't have two turkeys going in two different spots that's ridiculous (laughs) um so the uh uh the, uh, and was, now you are putting the trust of the turkey, which is the main event, into the hands of someone else. I have no choice. I know, I but just it's said, just make like... Make sure it's an internal temperature of this, and I got to go. Thank <laughs> Please you so don't much. have it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so instead of making lasagnas, we were making lasagna bianco with uh, porcini. We did. T- I just took the sheets of lasagna and cut them up into tagliatelle, and then did tagliatelle with porcini. However, you need a lot more pasta to feed that many people if you're making tagliatelle versus versus lasagna so um i had to make another 10 eggs of lasagna or of pasta right there on the so fly. yeah at the like you know n- last hour jason and Lori are rolling pasta and cutting pasta and it's just like oh my god so um uh nl the nl truck shows up right as one of the first guests yeah, arrive, which yeah. is this is really funny <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know what the hell's going on still we're just like we're in crisis cooking mode <laughs> and it's like we're laughing and having a good time but it's just like jesus christ and um all of a sudden claudio shows up one of Gaji's hunting buddies nice guy but he's been out hunting all morning and he doesn't really notice what's going on and the lights are all off but there's candles and we're like oh my god this is crazy there's wine on the table there's some meat and cheese hump yourself and he's like oh you can offer me something i'm kind of hungry like um you got some bread i could have and it was just like dude go over there (laughs) and then at the same time it's like what are these trucks so uh nl trucks because we're the end of the line we're the the pole at the end of the line so uh, an nl truck comes and shows up and he's poking around at the box and and i you know went over and said hello and so what's going on and he says uh uh, um the line is cut down the road about a kilometer up the road the the the, uh, line is cut and i said is this is this going to be uh is this going to be like a problem for days (laughs) or hours he said oh no, no no don't worry we'll have this back on in just a few hours and i thought you lions, <laughs> SOB. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Famous no last problem. Words. No problem. No power. No problem. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay, well, thanks. Um, I gotta, I gotta run. So people normally Gaji is here on time. For some reason, Gaji was a little. Gaji and his crew of people were. A, not late, but not early. No, because like he's Gaji hungry. Standard. He normally likes to be there at like noon. So we're laughing and going, oh my gosh. 
Um, you know, <laughs> we're in the kitchen getting as prepared as we can. And all of this, we're, we're, re- we're ready now, you know, m- change of plan of menu and all of this. But since NL's here, we're also thinking they better not freaking turn the electricity on. Because if they turn the electricity are- on during antipasta, antipasti, there's going to be like, well, why can't, where's, what's. Where yeah, did the other turkey go? Like, the, yeah, yeah. So. We, we had decided if that electricity powers back on, we're powering it back down. <laughs> we are flipping that switch so no one's the wiser. Um, people slowly start arriving, and of I have course, to. What's uh, the first thing that everyone has to do when they arrive? They have to go to the bathroom. Um, so I have to say, welcome, Benvenuti, Benvenuti. Welcome to our Thanksgiving. Um, Please, if you have to pee pee, <laughs> don't flush. Um, we only we are out of electricity, men. This thank God, this is half of these are country folk farmers, and it's like men. If you so choose, there are pleasant bushes around the corner. This would help in the bathroom situation greatly. So I'm trying to head people off before they run upstairs to do any damage and use any of the remaining water we have, and we're kind of laughing, going, "God, this is a true." Thanksgiving, like this is one for the books because no power, no, no the power, hardest part, you know, the, yeah, it's just like, this is just feels like such a joke. Like this would be in a movie this and, and Warren, this great, uh, Texan reminding me of some of my Oki family, um, kind of a quiet man who chooses his words wisely and, and intentionally he, <laughs> but with great humor at the same time says, you know, the only thing that would make it a true Thanksgiving is if there's a family meltdown or meltdown of some sort. Oh, <laughs> what, thought, a, what, what a foreshadowing. <laughs> you're right. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. In my family, it was always the garbage disposal. <laughs> Someone broke it. Something always seemed to happen with the garbage disposal. So, of course, there's always a family meltdown. Someone has to have a family freak out was basically what he meant. And Sure enough. Sure enough. Well, the, one of the things that we that is always a problem when you have big groups of Italians is two things. One is arrivals. People arrive <laughs> very sometimes at their own hour. when they Yeah, when, punctuality is loosely interpreted. And number two <laughs> is numbers. Getting a firm number of how many people you will have is like pulling teeth. It's just, I don't know. It's hard as I try. And I freak out about that because we're at the border here of our capacity and another three people makes a huge difference in comfort of everyone sitting in the dining room and the amount of food, especially if we are only now down to one Turkey. Yes. (laughs) So we have been mainly it's, it's, this is mainly a thank you, Gaji dinner because we have a few peripheral people that we invite, but mainly it's for Gaji to thank him and have him invite most of his friends and and, you know, a lot of friends and family of his that to ha- come out to the countryside and he kind of gets drunk and shows off and mm-hmm. does his gaji thing. Yeah. Um, ah, these are the kids I boss around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's great. And normally Thanksgivings go pretty, it's chaotic, yeah. but it's smoothly. Um, gaji, I've been bugging him. All, I, I, we asked him every day last, the week before leading up to it. What's your number? What's your number? Oh, we need not the only, hard number. Not only ask him, we have the guest list. We have the list in front of him. Every time he would stop here after hunting in the late morning, okay, this is the number. This is the number. Okay, good, good. This is the number. And I know if that's the number, there will at least be one or two. But usually there's one or two, but we 
pestered him so much. It was like, all right, this is the amount of people that are coming. Yeah, we were not worried about Gaji's numbers. He's pretty much a stickler for the numbers, and that is okay. It's that, uh, you know, you invite one person and their wife. Well, anyone who lives in that house comes so those are it's more the peripherals like jason was talking about you know a farmer and his family it's just him and his wife we're talking his wife their daughter the son-in-law the two kids you know yada 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 it can get big it can but we felt like the numbers were set so even in all this chaos the table was set the table because we set the table the the night night before before. so everything felt good you know we could have all this because and i can help out in other ways because the table's set you know all of this is good to go well goddamn gosh he arrives three extra extra oh my god why it sucked because the the tables had the perfect amount of people at them oh my god had to bring another table in and normally bring in two tables two tables normally if it was if that was the only thing that happened, it wouldn't have been a big deal. No. But it was like it the just w- felt like the Ash- straw that broke the camel's back. The whole day, I was like, hey, Jay, loosen up. Everything's going great. It's it's not a big deal. I kept saying, wait for, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to, you know, the Italians will be fine. They're great with crisis lunches for things like that. Like, they don't care that the lights are off. They just want to all be together and eat something. They're, it, they're, it's going to be fine. Well, when Gaji shows up with three more in his crew, which, by the way, he told me the the other two weren't able to make it, meaning he was going to be five extra deep. I just about lost my shit. And I was just, I felt like, well, ding, ding, ding. Here's the freak out. And it's me. <laughs> so oh I calm God. Ashley down. It's like, just chill out. Just freaking chill out. Get the other table. We have other tables. Because well, then he starts busting balls. Like, it's yeah, like, well, that's what he did. Freaking Gaji. He, and if you don't know who Gaji is and you're listening to this, you need to look ba- listen back. I can't re- do well, like every other podcast. <laughs> um, but he goes, "Oh, can't you don't have enough seating? You can't get your numbers right." And, like, and it was just- like, "Dude, you want me to pull out this freaking seat list right now? Because I will." Um, and no one can sit down until Gaji sits down. So it also becomes this. Let's get this party started now that everyone's here. But what went from calmness before <laughs> everyone arrived was an absolute uh, cluster. My- French clusterfuck within five minutes. It looked like a <laughs> film out of the quintessential Italian Bellini movie film. where everyone arrives and it's just like a whirlwind, tornado. a tornado of jackets and people and kisses and kids, and kids and screaming and chaos. And my perfectly planned out executed lunch was sl- like very quickly <laughs> eroding into an all out disaster. <laughs> then it's like, yeah, kids like trying to run through the kitchen and we'll wash our hands in this kitchen sink. And it's like, we don't even have water. No and what water. are you doing There's in no the kitchen? No washing your hands in the kitchen. Get your kids out of here. Um, just, just chaos, chaos. And God, as this chaos is unfolding, as we're trying to get people to sit down, two giant NL trucks arrive. One of them is with a crane on the back, and the other has a giant generator that looks like you will uh, light up a stadium. And because we are at the end of the line, they start they start putting it down. So I go up to the guy. I'm like, awesome. What's going on? <laughs> It's like, yes, yes, well, the line was cut a kilometer up the road. I'm like, what happened? He's get ready for get ready for this. Only in Italy. This is hunting season. Some mental giant decided it'd be a good idea to try to shoot a bird that was perched on the power lines and shot through the power line. So <laughs> <laughs> our Thanksgiving was all screwed up because some hunter 
Pandas shot. Pandas shot and hit the power line. <laughs> awesome. So they start. Like, just let that let's settle let's in. Let, yeah. Like, this is country living. This is awesome. <laughs> but I have to give it up to NL because, wow, they showed up within an hour of the thing of the power going out. And now here we are two, three hours after the power goes out. And they're like here with equipment and people. I was shocked. So this is when we said to ourselves, holy shit, if this power turns back on in an hour and we're serving the first course, we're leaving it off. Because oh yeah. Like this was set in stone. We're keeping set. this shit off. Like this is how, like we're doing it without power because I don't want it to come on halfway through. And then it's like, well, I can make like, well, if you guys just wait an hour and a half, I'll figure. <laughs> no, 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 no. So um, it was like, all right, very good. Um, we go in and we start serving lunch. Uh, antipasti went okay. Um, not having dishes was great. Warren, it, I don't <laughs> think he's listening to this, but uh, he sat. No one I know would sit on their vacation in front of a in front of a sink and just help. And oh, and just scraping um, scraps into a garbage can and then putting the dishes into. I mean, it and just hauling so them out. And this is a uh, very smart man. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't no dishwasher. No, he's not a dishwasher. And I kept saying to him, "Man, if you want, I think he wanted no part of that I think so dining too. room." His wife and him would just would have been in a sea. She was out there in the sea of she Italian was craziness. She and, was loving yes, it, and they were loving her. A Texan woman. They were just going crazy. Grande Americani. They kept saying, but I think he. He did like the uh, little solitude of the kitchen a little bit. Yeah, and so me and him were back there together. And um, for you know, uh, the first course went well. Then comes pasta, and for some reason, the pasta course is where it's all started falling apart. <laughs> well, also think about it. the pasta. Italians love the pasta. Like the excitement grows because they also know after the pasta comes the turkey, which is the you know the main event. But also for Italians, the pasta is pretty much the main event also. So the excitement's building in the ki- in the dining room. And the other thing, Gaggi starts taking over the um, the entertainment, if you will, and conversation in the dining room, which is great. Which means Rosanna, his wife, tries to, to lend a hand kitchen. in the kitchen. <laughs> So now I'm trying to make tagliatelle with um, – because I already made all, everything the night before. So I have to take what the impasto or the, what the filling for the um, lasagna would be, which is a mix of ground sausage and porcini mushrooms that you cook down. Um, and I have to make that into a pasta sauce, which can be done. You add a little bit of cream to it, a little bit of pasta water. It's not the right consistency really. Um but you can it can be done and it's good like the filling is so that filling that he had made is so rich and delicious that it's like and it's, it's gonna got yeah kilos of porcini yeah. in it, so you know it won't be terrible so i do try to do it in two parts because now i'm cooking for 26 27 people yeah the numbers um, we couldn't get the numbers straight no, um uh <laughs> The tagliatelle, and I have a giant people cooking pot on a candy stove. When I say a candy stove, it's just like one of those portable giant stove, um, one burner things you'd see, like, to boil a giant pot of water for pasta. And um, I want to do it in two parts. So I do the first part, and I come in, and I'm mixing the sauce and the freaking pasta together. I haven't even tried it or anything. I turn around to get, like, salt and oil and stuff, and before I know it, six or eight plates are, are being filled and passed out because all these people kept coming into the kitchen to help yet 
Jason and I have the service part down. Like when we she just, actually knows, do not start. Like, I wait for the okay. Yes, like because <laughs> I have to mix everything together. And it's a giant bowl of pasta. He's so got to taste it. He's got to see if it needs seasonings. And sometimes we top it with olive oil. But it's like we have our service down when pe- when former people come in to help, which is really nice they, and it's very Italian. Um, it, it turns into a disaster. It turns into so again, I'm not so I'm not passing the buck. It, it, my, the pasta was not good. The, I thought it was it was cut. It was first of all, it was rolled out too thin because I'm making lasagna. So you always roll out a, a lasagna sheet thinner than you would a tagliatelle. So the pasta was too thin, which made it cook too fast. And especially when you're doing like freaking kilos of pasta, you can't. It, it needs to be thicker because it has to. It, it the water. It's just a lot of pasta cooking. So it was kind of on the border of of being done when it came out of the water, which it needs to come out of the water al dente, al dente. So then I go turn around to kind of try to fix it up and 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 um, season it up and just kind of make it like okay, it's all right. And it's already freaking on plates and out the kitchen door. And I was like, holy shit! That's when you almost lost. That's it when I lost. Chef it. lost. Like I almost <laughs> lost. It was like. Uh, fine just go just go it's like <laughs> fuck it just go send it out let's go because half of it was out the kitchen already and these people all want to eat and i've got to do another i like i pasta i drop the other pasta to come in here and and condition the first go round. so it was like fine just go and the pasta was horrible i i, I thought it was and then horrible. there was it was not horrible it was just not your best it was also hysterical because then it was only like three people who didn't have pasta from that first round and it was this big deal of like there's still the three and we were like we know it's coming it's coming <laughs> and every time someone else would who was helping would pop back in and be like you know there's three more people without pasta it's like yes oh, they're so, getting their pasta okay. the reason why we're going on and on and it disappoints me is because i think that you show your true colors in time of crisis, not in time of calmness. So I just think that when the, when the thing, when it's up against the wall, we should rise above and we should be able to produce the same thing that we do when it's calm and and cool and collected. And that's really what bothered me. I think it also was that it's supposed to be a lunch to thank people. And you felt like it wasn't your best being put out to thank them. Oh, it was terrible. No, Okay, so then, so we go on to the secundo, and the turkey was fine. It was a little dry, but what do you expect when we have to, like, take it out? The other one sat in the (laughs) oven, which which wasn't, which the power still wasn't on yet. Um, And uh, I forgot to do the great, I forgot to do gravy for the turkey because of all the chaos going on, and I had to do it at the last minute. It was disgusting. Uh, I did nothing, but I did no. Oh, you had stuffing. I had stuffing that was in the turkey, but that's it. And then, oh yeah, because then we didn't have time to do the potato. We, did, we were going to do si- like a little boiled bit potatoes and boiled cabbage, mush them together. Delicious. Uh, that was didn't scrapped happen. as soon as the electricity went out. Yeah, we scrapped that. Then comes Ashley's tiramisu. Oh my gosh! Oh, but wait, the electricity came back on with the turkey. Oh, at the end, it but did the, when we were serving the turkey no, right at the end. But throw me a freaking boat leave it off for another freaking hour and let's get this show ended because now that the electricity came on at the turkey oh let's get comfortable folks because we got we got we got power we got pee we got we got poo we got heat on again we we got all evening to relax and now we're exhausted <laughs> so also the tiramisu because we had to whip it by hand in the dark the egg whites and then we had to put it in the freezer which was didn't have power to it anyway the chest freezer 
was more like tiramisu soup. Tiramisu soup. soup. <laughs> Which was such a, like just okay i guess i do understand jason with the pasta because it was disgusting i mean it still got eaten for the most part but it was like i make this once a week in the summer and it comes out perfect every time and oh to have it just be a, a soupy mess it was just it, at that point yeah it felt like we weren't even trying <laughs> no, so it was ex- it was an exhausting it Sunday. Was. Um, they hooked up a giant generator to the main to like they they cart like wired in a generator giant one to the main power line and we had power and within forty eight hours or I'm sorry within twenty four hours the line was fixed and the generator was gone so Our- my hats off to NL NL oh for anyone sorry who doesn't know NL is the <laughs> yeah. state the state run power company uh, the Italian state run power company who um, hats off Bravi. We wonder who lives on this line. Someone important must live on our line because it got fixed way too quick on a Sunday. Seriously. For it just to be a bunch of farmers and nobody, and like four people. And it meant our sweet little, nearly sustainable, organic farm was being powered by diesel. By diesel fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical. We were like, this is kind of ironic. <laughs> they left two huge diesel drums that they st- hardcore strapped to the pole and i was like whoa and chase was like hell yeah they don't want people taking that stuff um but uh what a disaster oh my gosh i mean i think that the guests had a good time i think that um it was definitely memorable um for all the wrong reasons oh my god and it was a true thanksgiving disaster (laughs) so my question to you guys oh oh, and then p.s Yes, we joke when it's like, get the hell out of the house, but it's that lunches can go until like five o'clock at night. We still now have every goddamn dish to wash. Oh my God. Oh my Since God. the power came on right at the end, we used every mixing bowl, every utensil, every, every glass. glass in the house. And they're just in crates in our outdoor kitchen. Like, and it was like, oh my God, what do we do with this? Oh my so, God. So to be honest, we just rinsed everything and just left it for the next day. It was like, well, we were doing shifts of dishwasher too, but it was just still, yeah, oh my God. I, I just rinsed all the stuff, made sure no food was stuck on it and just left left it but god what a memory what a way to close out 2014 was that a little long-winded it was long-winded but it was kind of a bummer because yeah it didn't feel like the uh bravado of a great thanksgiving of years past of ending that way (laughs) Uh, so what else is going on oh what other fun things from italy oh yes yes okay so we get a uh, little car pulls up into the driveway the other day a man gets out and says uh, i have a letter for you you need to sign okay sign for it registered not in registered mail like a courier not even a courier guy just some dude with uh, two letters we open them up and we have to go into the comune into the village offices to get something oh yeah because I, I wasn't even sure where you were starting yeah, like literally just a guy in his car not any sort of postal anything <laughs> so arrives with these letters we go into the comune and we show them into the village office we show them the letter they go oh yes how are you been okay very good very good oh where are those yes 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 he goes to a big stack of envelopes and crisp crisp brand new with a beautiful like tie like a like yeah, string tied around exactly them. and a list of names and he leaves through him finds ashley and my my name and uh so we sign next to our name and we are the first ones out of this whole list of what a couple hundred yes to 
pick this thing up. Now, mind you, this is we didn't do this the next day. We took our sweet time. This it was, was like, like two weeks or so. Two weeks later to go get it. And apparently there was some tax. It's that, probably a Taurus tax. Yeah, or some weird knows. tax that they decided to put in 2010 that obviously no one paid because there was hundreds of envelopes there. And we're the only schmucks who went to pick we're it up. We're the only people <laughs> who went to pick this thing up. And we tell our commercialista, our our business manager, what is this? He's like, ooh, I don't know. Hold on. Don't pay that one. <laughs> yeah, don't pay that one yet. But we thought this is hysterical. As we're leafing, we're like, that was so – like, why – we get a lot of, you know, certified mail comes through Italy. That's not a weird thing where you have to sign it for the postman and or postwoman in our case. And it was like, why do we have to go to the office and sign it in person? This is so weird. And then just that, yeah, we're the only freaking names on the list who have gone in. And most of these people live like in the village and everything. So, I, so it makes me think, are, is it like a, is it like an idiot tax? Exactly. Like whatever idiot pays this gets taxed? Totally. I was thinking that too. The, I, as soon as I realized there was no other names, I thought, Ooh, no one, I, no, no one else picked it up. Yeah. No, meaning no one else picked it up. Yeah. No other signatures. No one else has picked it up. Knowing how long we had waited, I thought, ooh, I don't know if we pay this. Like, <laughs> that's such a weird thing to say, but I thought maybe this is one of those classic, like, Italian taxes that then the year later. Every, is, it's scrubbed off yeah, the books yeah, yeah. and everyone yeah. and whoever paid it just doesn't have to pay it. Jesus. I know. So we, we sent it to our business manager and he's looking into it, but that's a new one for me. That's, that's, there's that's a lot something. of rules in Italy. We're, we're still trying to learn. And ah. another rule is, funerals and i think we've talked about funerals before but unfortunately we had to go to a um funeral the other day and uh, since we're not necessarily on everyone's rolodex for call when there's a passing we only find out about people passing away like yeah when you go into town and you're at the bread shop and they're like oh so-and-so's mom or um when you're driving through town and they put up these like posters and this is a legit thing of posters of the person's name and photo and when they died and where you go to visit all of this stuff is listed on these posters and um so we go into town the other day and sure enough we're at the bread shop and they say oh you know so-and-so's mom has passed away and um and we thought oh my gosh that's horrible. When did this happen? And all of this, and they move quick here. She passed away the day before or the two days before. And they were having the, the night, the night, the, the day before. And they were having the funeral that. that day. And, um, we were like, Oh my God. So we were trying to find out where the funeral was and, and what the protocol was for this family. So we stop at the cafe in town because we know that the barista is good friends with this guy. And we thought, we know her, she knows him, and because um, we don't want to call the family right away to yeah. ask these questions that we have, we want to ask someone in town. So we're and like, thank goodness we are not practiced at this. So I walk in, and I say to the barista, I grew up Catholic, but I don't know all of the, um, the rules here are different, I said, when it comes to funerals, and she said, oh, yes, yes, of course they are. They're very different. So you have to find out... We found out the hard way that the day of the funeral, you're supposed to visit the body. Now, you have to ask the question, where is the body? I guess that's the big question. If they have passed at home, you go to the home. If they have passed away in the hospital, you either go to the hospital or you go to the church. But you have to find out and ask the question, where is the body? Which is such a weird question to ask the family of the deceased to me. Oh, ciao. Uh, where's 
Graham, Graham. Especially <laughs> for people who don't like to speak directly. I know. I'm afraid. What, what's the roundabout way to ask for yeah, uh, that? Yeah, so uh, weather's good. Um, Heard what happened. Where's the body? We're, we're, we're very, so very sorry. Where's the body? We, we wanted. That you have to say, I'd like to see the body. Yes. And so that's, we, it's just a weird question. So. I think she passed away in the hospital. She I know did. she passed away in yeah. the hospital, which means that it just goes straight to the church. So yeah, which is the same thing for the flowers. So if you're going to send flowers, that's the same question they ask you when you go to say, I want to send flowers to the family of so-and-so. Well, where's the body? I don't know where the hell the body is. This is hopefully in the ground soon. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. And then you have to visit the body, which I don't know. I'm not crazy about that. Um, which we, we do. <sighs> We, we went to mass. We so did. So we went to mass, which is what most people most people did. Mm-hmm. Now, mass was supposed to start at three. Uh huh. I was shocked because I'm very and we we um, we've talked about this with get, with friends of who people who become friends with us who stay part of the summer here in Italy and they are awesome. They're the quintessential like American family from Boston. Three strapping young kids, <laughs> like boys. I love this family. Anyway. They the same thing happened to them. They someone who they knew died in Italy, and they had to pack suits to go to the funeral, which is what I did. I wore a suit to mass because I thought this is a funeral. Well, no one here gets dressed up for mass. No, not even the family. No jeans, you know, or the nice jeans. The nice jeans, <laughs> but no one was wearing suit pants. No one was wearing a jacket. No one had on stockings and a dress like it was not it was jeans and puffy coats which i was shocked too um the story are you gonna tell the story of the family what the funeral they went to the boys were pissed because (laughs) the people at the at the funeral the the family of the people who had passed away (laughs) this funeral were wearing all like the uh, boston red Sox t-shirts and sports gear they came and brought everyone when they arrived (laughs) to see their see these their family the boston you know red Sox shirts and t-shirts and all the swag and when they go to the funeral they see all their family members wearing all this stuff and, to the funeral and the american boys are in their suits going hey ma <laughs> i thought you said we had to wear these clothes and it was just like oh my god so um yeah i was totally i i i wore a suit i didn't care but totally overdressed totally you looked very nice thank you mass was very nice the choir from piovico came they were they got called up and uh, called to duty we didn't realize choir was on call we did not uh mass was was really nice it was good we saw the family and gave our condolences and touch the touch the casket which is what everyone seemed to do and then you you'd walk behind the hearse and make the procession to the cemetery uh and basically have another little ceremony there and then um you go somewhere for a reception kind of. mm-hmm. we didn't go to the reception because it was rainy no, and it was pouring and we were done mm-hmm. so uh we, we but we paid our respect and um just a little interesting differences. It is. It is. Um, both a little bit funny and uh, it's just interesting to see. I was The thing that was um, interesting was how quick. Like everything happened very quickly. Within 24 mm. hours, the yeah, whole thing yeah, was yeah. over. Yeah. So we it, missed. It was quicker than the start of the funeral. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the mass did, took forever to start. But um, we've missed a couple of people's funerals because we just aren't. We didn't know. We didn't know. And unless you're in town every day, sometimes we don't get to town, especially in the season when we're kind of running around. You don't get into town. And it's over before you know it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my goodness. So that was uh, that was an interesting little cultural thing we got to participate in 
this uh, last weekend. Um, along with the uh, end of the season and um, closing up is our annuals. Um, Sending a big box of what my brother calls work shit, which happens to be very expensive prosciutto, salamis, cheeses, oils. This ain't no run of staples. No. This is good stuff. And he calls it work, work shit. shit. So I, I usually at the end of the season, I send my brother a big box of stuff and he eats it like a maniac. And, and then about two months after says, I'm sick of it. I don't want it anymore, which makes me upset because it's very expensive to ship stuff to the States. And I know you're not supposed to ship... No, you know, this is not a conversation on the ethics, morality uh, or the ethics customs. of customs. But for the last seven years, there's never been a problem with shipping anything for us to the States. You have to know how to work the system the Italian way. Well, this year, something's different because he got his box this year, which weighed 25 kilos in Italy and came out weighing a whole lot less in America. And he got a little love note from the Department of Agri- <laughs> the U.S. Department of Agriculture um, saying that me... Um, the cured swine. meats, the swine, they don't like the swine. And they took out all the pork products, which was a good 60 70% of the box. We're talking like whole guanciale. Whole guanciale, uh, multiple different types of salamis. Fiocchiona, like big. Big pieces of meat, big pieces of dried <sighs> yeah. meat. Delicious. So what a shame. Not only that, but the things that were allowed to pass through customs got a little bit of the old five-finger discount. So I sent him two wheels of cheese, which I cut up into quarters. So I had eight pieces that were vacuum-sealed. Only five arrived. That was nothing written on the little love note about cheese. Mm-hmm. We also sent a bottle of limoncello, which is totally legal to send a bottle of limoncello through the mail. That also did not arrive. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on the love note either. So that's what I call a little tax from the U.S. Department <laughs> yep. of Customs. And uh, not only are they going to throw the stuff away that's prohibited, but... Mine. <laughs> we're going to have a little lunch break this afternoon. <laughs> Wash that cheese down with a little limoncello. So there you go. That's over. So I just... I'm very curious. We sent a few other boxes that same day. And um, I'm curious to see if those get open as well. We bring it up not to talk about our faults and um, uh, mail fraud, but to <laughs> self-incriminate ourselves on mail fraud. We might but have. To, this is all allegedly. Allegedly, we sent a box. But um, mainly as like just a kind of discussion and just to go. Well, there's no standardization. Yeah. And I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if other air you know mail hubs get through the new york new york jfk did does not no and i know a lot of people ask about um what they can bring back on the airplane or to send back and we always said well if you can't carry it ship it and we never had had a problem so either to reconsider or just a little heat of warning that um shit's going down jfk Um, all right, so we've been talking um, last week. We talked about big that we have big news to uh, talk about, and uh, we couldn't announce it yet. And now, I guess, um, wow, what a buildup! Can I paint a picture or what? I know, <laughs> I know. It makes me both excited and nervous. Um, we have we uh, want to announce that uh, this next season, starting in well, starting for the 2015 season will be our last year operating an agriturismo here at Kakamone. Yes. You heard that correct. If this is on your bucket list, it's time to uh, check it off now. <laughs> this is not a uh, marketing ploy of publicity. Uh-uh. 
this is um we're ready to switch gears well the the plan was always to move to italy not run a agriturismo and a and a um it was yeah this so I think that uh, <laughs> this is crazy. First of all, this is the first. This is the world's premiere announcement oh, don't, of this. Don't, <laughs> you have such a high opinion of yourself. No, I'm just saying to the podcast listeners, this is the first time we're talking about it. So that's why it's a little bit um, uh, discombobulated or a little crazy. But we're we've been talking about it for a few years about yes. switching gears and pivoting. Not le- we're not leaving Italy. We're not moving. Back to the States, we're just going to pivot a little bit. And if you've noticed, if people who follow what we've been doing over the last nine months or so, you've seen Ashley do more video and just other streams of multibenia and, and other things to do. We want to continue with the live cooking classes in that format and expand upon that in the future. And um, we're really excited to take um, it in that direction, if you will. Um, the thing that is hard to explain is what Jason touched on. People tend to think when we're interviewed for things or even just guests who arrive, you know, has this been your dream forever? When did you know you wanted to um, open an inn? And it was really more not when we want to open an inn. An inn, we wanted to move to Italy. An inn was just a way to do that. It was the conduit to make Yes. It so it's not that Jason and I grew up always hoping to have a, a bed and breakfast one day. It's not even that we grew up wanting to live in Italy one day. It's just uh, that's the beauty of life and uh, possibilities of just saying we just wanted to move to Italy. <laughs> it was that simple. And this was how we could live and work here. And now that we have done it. We're ready to switch it up, just like a good friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> good friend of ours' parents spent a lot of money getting him a degree, paying for a degree in electrical engineering. He's a very smart guy. Very smart guy, and graduated in four years, got good grades, great. When he comes times to go into a uh, career, does not go into electrical engineering. And it was like, why? And his gr- answer was great. I figured I just wanted to learn how it works and I figured it out. He's like, ah, I know how electrical engineering works. I now, understand. He goes, it. now I know how it works. And it was just <laughs> this insanely simple, almost Very... flippant answer, but I get it at the same way. We wanted to, I mean, it was a great adventure and um, the adventure will continue just in a different location and in a different way. So, um, that's the big news yep. that 2015 so is the is last it. working year here at Kakamone. So if you have wanted to come and visit our farm and in cooking school, this is the year to do it. Yep. There you go. And, um, within the, ne- oh, sorry. No, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Oh, no, oh I was like just going to say, I was just going to say on that too. Um, it's crazy to walk away at the top of the game and not like we're some, you know, five-star place, but I like to think of it like we're big football fans. And uh, who's the big football player who walked away when he was at the top of his game? There's tons, but like, who are you thinking? Of? I don't know. Like we wa- o- no, I don't know. We watch a lot of those, uh, <laughs> football lives. Well, no, it's, it's, um, I wanted, I, we, oh, I always said I never want to do something that feels like work. I always want it to be fun and, um, look forward to my job every day. And when it becomes work, you got to get out. And I think that I can see that in the future, this, and it hasn't become work yet, but I can see that it would, that this would become a job. And I don't want it to be a job. I want my life to be adventurous and fun. So we're going to change it up. 
a little bit, and we're going to still live in Italy, and we'll do something in the similar realm. And uh, But it's fun not to really know exactly and to have a plan and see if it'll work because that's what us moving to Italy was. It was an idea and a plan, and we had to believe that we can execute it, and we'll just do that again. No one thought we could do this. No. So, um, By the way, our especially people here who, like, when you get a job that works or a job for, like, the – the post office, you stay there for life. So this mentality of walking away from something that's working is absolutely foreign and insane to most people who we live around. Oh, here. yeah. But we're young and we think, why not? And and as Russell Wilson says, what's next? <laughs> no one knows who Russell Wilson is. Quarterback. Go Hawks. Um, but that's the thing. So You'll see with um, those of you who follow us and, and – uh, uh, Keep, in, keep up with the blog and all that good stuff. You'll see within the next few months um, a, a new web, well, a new uh, second page, and then eventually all our marketing and everything and stuff you'll see will stop being geared towards the Agriturismo and towards our new venture by, the, I would say, the end of summer 2015. We'll keep you posted. Yep, you'll be seeing it. So um, I think that's it. We're talked out, man. We've been on here forever. So the song of the week. Song of the week this week. Que sera. It's a little bit of a sad version. It's true. But it's also who knows what will be next. I love it. All right. Bring us home. Where can people reach us who want to find out all the stuff we do around here? All right. You can find us at latavlamarque.com. Oh, our 2015 classes packages are up. So you can find it on the blog for sure. And it'll be on the website shortly. But um, latavlamarque.blogspot.com. And you can go to Cooking in Italy and you'll find all of the packages for 2015. Um, Then we've also got our... um, Shoot, that's right. I can't believe we forgot about plugging our live stuff. Yeah, we've got all of our live cooking classes in December. So the first one will be December 14th. And the menu for that is a good menu. Um, A bone-in braised veal. Did I say that right? I have no I don't think that's right at all. Puntine vitello. Um, no, I don't, I don't, um, blah, 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 blah. where'd you go? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm staring out the window and I there's know. these hunting dogs running through, running through our yard and I'm wondering if they're going to go eat our chickens. So I, I wasn't really. It's Puntine Vitello. How can you veal explain? Breast. Veal sorry, breast. But you can use, but we'll put up with pork chops or something. Okay. Pork veal breast is hard to find. With poached pears poached in red wine and rosemary i think we'll talk about we'll we'll go more we'll go more into the live cooking classes on the next part yeah yeah i'm just giving them the heads up you said take it home i'm taking it home i'm doing it and then we've got us of course on facebook twitter youtube and vimeo all as la tavola marque l-a-t-a-v-o-l-a-m-a-r-c-h-e and if you want to follow me on instagram at ashley bartner a-s-h-l-e-y-b-a-r-t-n-e-r stay tuned all Big right. things coming. Big things are happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. All right. Very well. Well, thank you so much for listening to us ramble through a podcast. Um, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We don't know when the next one will be. We'll, you know, how long was the break between the last one and this one? Couple we'll probably weeks. won't do one until after Thanksgiving, all right. American Thanksgiving. We'll see. Very good. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Go and check everything out. And we hope to see you in our final season, 2015. It's going to be one to remember. Woo! <laughs> All right. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.
es mío que está en su la colina. Desde como ve que atormentado, la noia la abandono y niente son la tua malattia. País mío, ti la vado via. ¿Qué será? ¿Qué será? ¿Qué será? ¿Qué será de la mia vida? ¿Quién lo sabe? Sofar todo, forse niente, da domani si vedrà. ¿Qué será? ¿Qué será? Quel ¿Qué será? Amici miei son quasi tutti via E gli altri partiranno dopo me Peccato perché stavo bene in loro compagnia Ma tutto passa, tutto se ne va Che sarà, che sarà, che sarà Come porto la guitarra e se la notte piangerò E una degna del paese suonerò Amore mio, ti bacio sulla bocca Fu la fonte del mio primo amore Do l'appuntamento come quando non lo so, lo so soltanto che ritornerò. Che sarà, che sarà, che sarà, che sarà della mia vita, chi lo sa. So far tutto, forse niente da domani si vedrà. Che sarà, che sarà, quel che sarà, che sarà, che sarà, che sarà, che sarà della mia vita, chi lo sa, come porto la chitarra e se la notte piangerò, io ne degna del paese suonerò. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, 
break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.